Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Tramplebet Podcast for Saturday, 22nd of May, 2021. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Definitely, John. And Godo. Hello, John. This is the, the season finale. This is us for the season officially because we follow the calendar of English and Scottish football. That's us. So that'll be us finished. But we were saying that our Patreon will still run through the summer for UFC. You have just done one for the golf that's starting in an yes, hour. Yes, Yep. It's up, it's up and live now. And due to Andy's fetish for all things Asian football... There will be a weekly episode on Patreon, but Patreon only. So the only episode you will get, unless you're a Patreon subscriber, is a Euros preview, a Euros knockout stage, a Euros final, and the next time you hear from us on this free channel is the, the pre-season predictions. That'll be us rounding it up to start again. So if you want to join us, it's patreon.com forward slash trample bet. It's £5 a month to join the Trample Bet Club. We will be doing weekly episodes and probably a lot more depending on UFC events, boxing events, other sports that we, we participate in. So if you want to help us out and join, even if it's just for the two months to keep you tight over the summer, there will be more content than usual on that. And Andy will always have a cheat sheet up as well. So there yeah. will be loads of exciting content for the six to eight weeks you don't hear from us on the weekly episode. But if you want to keep in touch, that's where to get us. Um, have you guys got all your um, Masters picks? Have you done like an overall episode that we're going to be able to release at some point to boast how good we've done? Yeah, it's, it's up. It's, it's up, 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 and, it it's up, up and done. Right yeah. Um, so hopefully, I mean, we are what we'd be 12 minutes into the, the tournament. I got a notification from the, the on my phone that it's kicked off. So I'm assuming all my guys are in one group and maybe two under would be nice after two holes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Uh... That's not likely. That's also not happened. Yeah, not there, quite there yet. Are some, there are some really good groups, which is uh, which is pretty cool. And and Gordo and I have a have a side bet as usual, where we've both picked outside shot, and it's whoever does best at the end of the tournament. So come on, Will Zalatoris. And just to really finish off the sales pitch for the Patreon, like since the Japanese league has returned, Andy, your form has been ridiculous. Been very, it's been very good. Like, um, I mean, riding the wave. You've had a couple of outsiders, Andy. That like, you stick a fiver on that, you've got your Patreon covered for like four weeks, eh, four months. Like that's what Aye, it's been like yeah. on a couple so, of your outsiders. That's what, yeah, I think I'm, I'm either three of four or four of four for like the last five or six weeks. And I went through that run of having six outsiders in in a row. Yeah, which was mm-hmm. uh, which was nice as well. So here's the now's as good a time as ever to dissect last week's picks. So, yep, going from one sales pitch to another, because um, I think this might be the first time we've ever... Is this the first time we've got this in this season? I'm never really too sure. No, I think I think we've done this once. No, we've done, we've done it once or twice this year, for sure. So, we'll start with my banker in La Liga. 
Athletic had two, Osasuna won. I'd taken the home side, but it was nowhere near the, the plain sailing event I'd hoped it would be. Um, it included Athletic Madrid going 1 0 up, then the goal being chopped off for offside. Then Osasuna having a goal that was flagged offside, then being allowed because VAR had said it was onside. With five minutes to go, Athletic Madrid still being 1 0 down and dramatically turning it around with a winner from Luis Suarez, a goal which stopped his previous side, Barcelona being able to win the title. So it's only between the two Madrid clubs. My banker came in, but it was fucking awful. I looked at Athletic Madrid when I was watching it, Andy, and I was like, well, they're 6-1 to one to come back and win this. This was like 15 minutes to go. And it got to like 82 minutes. And I was like, oh, it's it's 8-5 to five, the double chance. And I had like 40 quid in my account. I was like, I'm so tempted. And I was like, to and fro, and I went, right, I'll put 25 on, and I'd hit it the minute I put 2-5 in, suspended. Suspended. I was Aye. like, you fucks. <laughs> that was, the, I think that was the, the last pick of the weekend as well, chronologically. <laughs> uh, so I had quite a lot riding on that, so I'm glad, it, I'm very glad it came in. Uh, my banker, of course, was in Japan, Kawasaki Frontail at home to Sapporo. Uh, they, won, they won this 2-0 at odds of 2-5. Pretty standard Kawasaki behaviour. Another banker in. And I rounded off the banker treble. Uh, this was on Saturday. Ingolstadt versus Duisburg. Uh, I had taken over 1.5 goals. At, uh, 1 to 5 or 1 to 4. One of the two. Uh, it was 5-1. So <laughs> it was, it was pretty, over 1.5 was in. Um, it, the, both teams to score was in in the first half. Like It was just... Um, I was out playing baseball and I came back. To like look at my phone, I was like, oh, it's 4-1. Probably should have been a bit more keen on that. But they will feature again this week as they, they are in a matchup that matters in the in the Drift Liga. But yeah, Banker was in for me. I was in La Liga for my value as well. In Barcelona versus Celta Vigo, both teams to score. Both teams had scored after 43 minutes. More than happy. Celta Vigo ended up actually winning the game in the second half as Barcelona, as I said, failed to win the title. But we just needed both teams to score. It happened my value in. My value pick is my best pick for a long... Well, I've had great picks for, for the past few weeks, but this pick was brilliant. Uh, the Uruba Red Diamonds, 2-1, to one, took them out in the value column. So quite a... Easily could have been an outsider any other week. Um, they were 3-0 up at halftime. They won the game 3-0. It was, it was comfortable. Gamble Zaka are terrible. And the Uruba Red Diamonds are very good right now. So... That was a massive overprice on behalf of all UK bookmakers. They should never have been 2-1. to one. They should have been favourites for that game. But hey, I'm delighted at that. So 3-0 win in the value call. Nice. And my outside, well, my value felt like an outsider of previous weeks where I was staring defeat in the face and, and managed to claw it back there. Um, it, this was Sushou versus Auxerre. Auxerre had something to play for. Sushou didn't. Sushou went up 1-0 back to one each, up to 2-1. Then a double for um, Ardwigmont uh, from Auxerre, brought it back to 3-2, and they coasted it out from then on in. Um, quite nice to be on a side of finally get notifications that you appreciate, as opposed to waiting for notifications for the end of the game and getting them a couple of minutes early, <laughs> um, which is never, never pleasant. But yeah, so 3-2 uh, Auxerre, and they continue their... They continue their chase to try and get into the the kind of top five for promotion. Took three clubs quite up, but there's a playoff system. And that meant the the banker value sixfold. 
Yeah, please. all bankers, all values in, and that that returned something like twenty to one. So that was hey, lovely. I love the way to do the penultimate episode of the season. Yeah, my outsider, however, was not so good. Um, I'd taken Western Sydney Wanderers away at Perth Glory at two to one. They got scudded five one. It was horrendous, and it's pretty much cost them. Like they need results to go their way in the last two games to have any chance of making those playoffs. Which, when you realise, it's like eight of the twelve teams in the league make the playoffs. It's Everyone pretty, come and do the playoffs. It's pretty fucking damning <laughs> that that's the situation, and especially with the budget they had, the the players they brought in. Um, yeah, it's quite that's quite a tough one to take. To be honest, that was really really embarrassing. Um, my outsider again in Japan, Yokama FC versus Shonen. Now I took this as a draw. Shonen were the were the heavy favourites for this. Yokohama actually won this game two 0 so I was on the right side of it um, going against the favourites. But Yokohama were even better than expected, so didn't get the outsider in this week. And I also didn't get my outsider in in. Uh... Uh, the Italian first division, this was Spezia versus Torino. I take it as a draw. Uh, Spezia won this 4-1, which kept them up. So Spezia can't be relegated now. Torino needed another game to keep themselves up uh, at the expense of Benevento. So Torino, not taking the easy option and get something off Spezia, uh, decided to get a draw against Lazio. And that's how they survived. So just... Um, so yeah, they didn't draw Spezia Spezia did really well and I'm actually glad they stayed up because they're a team that scored a, for a relegation for their team they scored a hell of a lot of goals so it'll be good to keep them up this year um, so yeah didn't get my outsider in um, for those on Patreon we'll know where we're going next um, <laughs> the, the charity treble I had taken the Scottish Premier League now I feel I was on the right side of this value by the way because when you see nope. the odds before kickoff it was horrendous. Um, I'd taken Celtic to win away at Hibs. They were five to six, so just under evens because Hibs have a Scottish Cup final on Saturday and it made no sense to play any of their key players, which they didn't. But the minute yeah. that lineup got announced, Celtic went to one to four and the game was poor. It was not a good game. Um, an absolute horrendous way for Celtic to sign off their season. Scott Brown to sign off as a Celtic player. To just make that gap at the top of the table look even more ridiculous for the end of the season, Celtic drew 0-0, um, which left them 25 points behind at the end of the season, which just was brutal. And I could not have foreseen them not winning that game. That was so fucking poor, man. I was I was gutted when I seen that final score. I was like, you are shitting me. This was a nailed on one. Yeah. But- even more even more of a shame because my charity pick had sailed in that morning with Nagoya Grampus away at yep. Shibazu. Um, six to five for a Nagoya win, and I said last week I thought it'd be a comfortable win. It was three nil. Um, so that's what time did that game kick off, Andy? Roughly about five a.m. or six a.m. So 6 what was what even what? So this is the reason that I make a big point about John being shite, um, <laughs> right? And this is because I had to because I fucked the charity bet the previous week. I had to get up early. Right to put that bet on because I forgot to put it on the previous night. So I woke up at like five a.m. I was like, "Oh, it's not kicked off. Good, put it on." Like went back to sleep for three hours, and I was like, "Well, that was that was an expensive two-hour nap." That's a tenner down. <laughs> it was worthwhile doing because they went and won three 0 Lovely. They did at that so, point. So only only at midday when uh, when Celtic failed to win did it turn out to be a terrible decision. And speaking of uh, the end of the charity bet, I I kept my end of the bargain. Uh, by having a very comfortable Le Mans win um, 
This was against Annecy. I, I jest slightly. Uh, Le Mans were behind for almost the entirety of the game. Um, and I, 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 coming back from and myself and Andy both got on them um, in, play in play when they were when they were 1-0 down. Uh, they went back to one each, went down 2-1, back to two each, and then got a 93rd minute goal to to cruise home. So as the patron, if you're part of the Patreon, you'll be able to see that my background does say that John Walker fucked the charity bet, and he did. So uh, I look forward to him this this year um, being a bit more consistent because it has been a, a big flaw. <laughs> one of the one of the lovely things about this podcast is that we have quite a quite a niche subject matter and a, and um, a very hardcore regular listener base. But anyone coming new to this this show, like this week, for instance, will think that John does this routinely. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> He's usually very reliable in the charity <laughs> bet, which is why Gordon's making such a big deal of this. So yes, as as predicted, and you know, going against he's picked he's picked his rivals, he's picked his rivals to get a result against a fellow podcaster's I, team. I know, um, and he got what he duly deserved. So um, oh, overall, but, though, great week. Three out of oh, four. Brilliant week, brilliant week. Three out of four for Gordon. Three out of four for myself. Uh, two out of four for John. The, all the bankers, all the values came in. Um, my sports books are certainly looking very healthy going into this weekend. And just on that note, Gordo, myself, Thomas from the Fourth Official, Ben McNichol from the Short Corner Podcast, and McBookie done an episode back in January. And the overwhelming favourite from that podcast was Jack Henry to make the Euros at 10 to 1. Um, so I know I made some decent money on that. And, well done. and Ben had called it out specifically. He was like, this is the guaranteed one on our podcast. So if you followed that and got on a good market, um, I had also put Ryan Gold and Johnny Russell on a few other bets. But Jack Henry was definitely the big return one that I got in. So if you've been listening to that and had been tracking Jack Henry, you should have made some decent money. So to add to that, John, last night, um, fantasy baseball I, I, Gordon and I play in fantasy baseball leagues it basically takes over my life uh, but I had a player coming back off the IL that I couldn't get into my team so to sort of cover myself I wanted to back him at the bookies to hit a home run, couldn't find a market on him anywhere because he was a late addition to the team coming off the injured list so I went into my Poker Stars account because um, they tend to be quite up to speed with American sports to find a load of money sitting there that I didn't realise I had that was that was uh, your shout of the season, Fulham to be relegated, <laughs> Re- returning, and I had forgotten. I'd lumped on that uh, as per your advice at the beginning of the season. So thank you very much for that. I'm so mad because they got like what? What I'm going to pull up as a terrible podcast, and I'm pulling up the betting the total points up, total. They, they picked up. They've already picked up four too many points, so it was under. Oh, you took the. You took the over under line. I just yeah. took them to get relegated, I and I got good odds for that. It was um, it was higher than even money. I, yeah. I definitely also backed for them to get relegated somewhere, but it's going to take. I've no idea what sports book I was using. What you like see, last. You see money just sitting in an yeah. account and not know where it's from. And the annoying thing is, I don't know if all bookies are like this, but certainly poker stars are. If you check your one bets, you have to scroll back to the day you put it on. As opposed to find to out the, what that was to find out what yeah. it was, as opposed to the day it settled, and for someone that bets quite a lot, there was a lot of scrolling involved. Going, what, yeah. the hell, what the hell is this?
let's go on to this week's picks. So our last picks of the free podcast season. I am, not surprisingly, in La Liga. I am also going to the well of Atletico Madrid. They're away to Valladolid. They're at 4-11 to win this game. There is no way in hell Atletico Madrid do not win this game. They have everyone available, bar Thomas Lamar. Um, Valladolid are missing a few players. 4-11 is like really good value for this result. Like it should be way tighter than this. It should be a one to five, one to six. There's just no chance of dropping points here. A win gives them a title. Diego Simeone's motivation. Anytime, barring two unlucky Champions League finals, every other time Diego Simeone's had to do something, Atletico Madrid have not let them down. It's why they've won the Europa League twice under him. It's why they've looked about to win the league for the second time. They, they are just such a strong side. And that comeback against Osasuna with like five minutes to go is even more just solidified my belief that they are something special. So I don't watch a lot of La Liga at all. Um, but betting on Atletico Madrid, because you tipped them quite a lot in, in, in recent weeks, has not been a pleasant experience. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to get themselves in a position where they dominate games and they still haven't scored in like the 70th minute. And then it's then it's just nerves. Um, I, I agree with you. I like the pick. I like the big odds of 4 to 11, but they aren't winning games as comfortably as I think they probably should have been. Certainly with the talent they have. They've got the talent uh-huh. to go out and do what I guess Barcelona and Real Madrid tend to do in that league in like most games. Not most games. You get a 3-1 or a 4-1. But it's always 1-0. And I get a suspended notification at 87 minutes for three minutes while the other team gets a goal vard off or something. Yeah. So it's yeah, not it's, good for the heart rate. It's not been comfortable, but I do I do like the pick and I like the odds. I think the odds are very big there. Yeah, Viad Vi- Vi- have lost the last three games, 3-0, 2-0, 4-0. So they're not a good side. Um, Athletic Red will win this. They'll win the league. I'm already paid out in the win the league because they were like far and away 13 points clear at one point with equal games played. So I get paid out like moons ago on this. But yeah. just for my, my ego, I want Athletic Red to finalise this and get the win, get that ticked off. My banker is Saturday morning in Japan at 9am in the J1 League. Quite big, hey, a big price. Three to five for Yokohama F Marinos to beat Kashiwa at home. So three to five, obviously better than one to two. This is this is quite a hefty banker price. Uh, Yokohama are fourth in the table, 27 points from 13 games. Kashiwa Rezol are 15th, only 13 points from 14 games played. Uh, just been really impressed with the F Marinos uh, and they've put in some really big performances lately uh, midweek in the cup so yesterday they won 5-1 against Shimizu S Pulse so they, they can score they can score a big amount of goals if you check the flash score you'll see um, it's not the first time they've put in five goals this season their home form is incredible they've won their last four home games in a row they're undefeated at home in their last ten games now eight wins only two draws um, Kashiwa on the other hand, are, are bad. Their last five away games, one win against Oita. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll know Oita are, are bad. A draw against Shonen, also bad. And losses to Asvispa Fukuoka, Vigalta Sendai and Yokohama FC. All bad, apart from Avispa Fukuoka, who are newly promoted from the, the, the division below this year. So they have basically had the five easiest away games that they could possibly have had and still been rotten. 3-5 for a home win here is a massive price. Yeah. 
massive. Big on this. Okay. Well, hopefully I'll I'll be able to just tie up the banker treble here. Mines is it Saturday? Is it twelve thirty? It is the final game in the, the German Dritte Liga. This is Ingolstadt versus eighteen sixty Munich, and a game that matters. A game that matters, and it should be of interest um, overall to the podcast because there's not many this week in the Euro leagues that actually matter. There's a lot of games that uh, you know ninth is playing twelfth in a in a what a twenty league twenty team league. Um, so Ingolstadt are on 68 points, 1860 Munich are on 66 points. This is for, so the way the Dritte Liga works is there's one playoff position uh, to get promoted to the, the second division. Um, both teams can still make it. If either team win, they make it. So there's an incentive for both teams to win. If Ingolstadt draw, they also make it. So so that 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 is is another option for them as well. Nine out of the previous 10 games these teams have played, so last five each, have ended in over 1.5 goals, including last week's Wiesburg ingolstadt 5-1. Last week, uh, 1860 drew two each with uh, Bayern 2. I'm taking this game as over 1.5 goals at 1-4. to four. Now, there is a danger here that Ingolstadt decide to try and grind out a really low-scoring draw, but this being the German third division and... You know, it's much easier to win this game than it is to try and Craig Levine yourself into the the, the playoffs. So I, I'm going to take this as over 1.5 goals, and I think I'm being slightly cautious with that. I think over 2.5 at four to five is is probably a better bet for if you're looking for slightly you know more money for your bang for your buck. But I think over 1.5 is in the bag. So it's Ingolstadt versus 1860 Munich over 1.5 goals, one to four. Yeah, that's a solid bet. I can't see, especially after last week's result. I can't see yeah. that feeling at all. Now, I've gone Andy style last week with my value. Um, I'm in the English Premier League and I'm going Wolves versus Man United and I'm going the home side Wolves at 17-10. Um, Man U can't move up or down. Man U have a Europa League final. This would make no sense for Man U to play anything other than a squad side and make sure people are fresh and fit for what is their most important game of the season now. Wolves can still secure that position that they're in, with three teams being able to replace them. And I think for every position in the English Premier League, it's like an extra four or five million pounds in prize money. It's substantial money. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's worthwhile money. Wolves securing 11th spot and securing that extra bit of funding. Not that English Premiership teams are struggling for money, but they seem to have more to play for. And on that basis alone, I just think it, the 17 to 10 is way too high. The value is too good to turn my nose up at because I really think, similar to Hibs last week, when Man U's side gets named, those odds will come crashing in. Mm-hmm. I like it from that point of view. And there's the value section, and I definitely think there is some value there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm content with that as well. Anything with Man U losing really good for that. <laughs> My value pick is Saturday morning, 8am this time in the Japanese J1 League. Urawa versus Kobe. I just can't get over how good the Urawa Red Diamonds are right now. They've just been brilliant. They won as my value pick last week at 2-1. to one. In my opinion, they're overpriced again this week at 8-5 to five at home. They're now three wins in the spin, five wins and a draw from their last six home games. I mean, Kobe are a good team, right? Don't get me wrong. But I'm not I'm not seeing the spark that the Red Diamonds have right now in that Vissel Kobe team. And I just think the value the value pick here 
is to to back Urawa to can just continue dominating games that the bookies have them as underdogs or not as favourite as they should be. Uh, so I know about Red Diamonds win at eight to five. I will be lumping on that as a, as part of probably some kind of overnight San Diego Padres slash uh, <laughs> Red Diamonds get, double. Get, Yoka, get Yokohama F Marinos. Get the banker in there as well because that's an even better pick than this one. Yes. So I, I, I yeah, but Urawa that that game last week for me has really solidified their. We're back, back with a bang, baby. Um, they, are, they are good. So, yeah. So, like it, like it a lot. I'll round off the values by taking us to Sweden. This is week seven of the Super Etan. And this is Austers versus Barrage. So, this is mid-table versus bottom of the league, uh, which I have not had success with backing thus far. Uh, after I backed against Degerfors, they've went on and won <laughs> four of the last five games and are now top of the form league. Uh, in the league above. So I'm dropping back down to the Super Etan. So, Austers, six games played, seven goals scored, seven goals conceded, 10 points collected. Barrage, bottom of the league, six games played, two goals scored, six six goals conceded, two points overall. Now, Barrage's away form has been the most concerning part of this. They've lost four of their last five games, 1-0. Four of their last five away games that they've played have been... They, they have had, you know, they've done scored a goal. Their only result in there was one each versus Acropolis. Austers, on the other hand, have been slightly better than that. They've got a 2-1 win against Falkenbergs, a 2-1 win against Norby. Um, they did lose last week against, or two weeks ago against Sundsvall. I think even money for a team that are playing bottom of the league is quite good value here. And I like this because Braz are conceding, but Aust- uh, Braz are conceding and not replacing those goals. Austers are... So even though they're, you know, averaging out seven goals and seven conceded, I think they'll go on and win this game 1-0. And if you fancy taking the if you fancy taking it as 1-0, you can get that at the rather spicy price of six to one. So I'll be advising just a straight up, you know, home win. That's even money. And I like them in here. Sweden will feature quite heavily for me at the moment because it's one of the leagues that actually matters. Yeah, I'm. Conf- I know nothing I'm, about the Swedish league. I'm just a wee bit concerned about how many one nils there is against them. God, though, like that's tight. That's tight. It's tight. But if you look at the possession stats in those games, the the home team is dominating. They've they've, they've hanging, kept hanging on, hanging on. Yeah. If it was Atletico Madrid, you'd be all over them. Could they love yeah, winning yeah, totally. one there? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so t- you can get them at six to one if you fancy taking that correct score. I- I'm not calling that out as a kind of what well, I did a couple of weeks ago with the one each, but it, you know, four of the last five have ended up that way. Fair. Why not? Fair. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. My outsider is speculative in a sense. It's the English Championship playoff semi final. Brentford versus Bournemouth. Bournemouth won the first leg 1-0 at home. I am taking Bournemouth to win this just on the counter-attack alone. They're a much better side if teams don't sit in against them. Brentford are going to have to come out and try and get a goal. Last time I backed Bournemouth, it was against the Norwich side. They got lucky with a red card, but they won 3-1. They looked really good going forward. They've hit form at the right time. 14-5 for Bournemouth to win at Brentford is way, way, way too good to turn my nose up at. I cannot walk away from this. Um... It is a bit speculative on how the game might go because Brentford might be more cautious than I'm thinking, but it's not doesn't tend to be the way they play football. Um, they do tend to come no. out. 
they did beat Bournemouth twice in the regular season, but Bournemouth have definitely hit form um, in the run-in to the season, which has concluded with them beating Brentford three days ago, 1-0. I just think Bournemouth are going to have too much. I did look at the draw, um, just yeah. to slightly one less value, because I thought, I can't see Bournemouth not going to the final, but I think just that counter-attacking prowess have gotten speed on the break, that if Brentford commit too much, Bournemouth, this could be like a kind of masterclass for Bournemouth to do it. Bournemouth did under Eddie Howe and just get there. So I really fancy that um, to come in. I think it's really good value, a really good, a really high price one I cannot turn my nose up at. I'm going to be all over it. I think Bournemouth will win this. Did you see the fucking story about Eddie Howe as well, about the bonus he's waiting on? No. Look on a £4 million bonus if Bournemouth get back to the Premier League, even though he's not the manager. Decent. Like that. I like that. Ross McCormack get one like that with, I think, we like Aston Villa, like when he was out on loan at Melbourne City or something, but mm-hmm. he was still contracted to them. He got the bonus. Decent. Like, that's a good agent. Your agent's done. Nah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well played. My outsider back in Japan, J1 League, Saturday, 9 a.m. Uh, so the same time as the Yokohama game. This is Asvipa Fukuoka versus Shonen Belmere. So Avispa have really found their feet after being promoted last season. They're one of the new boys in the J1 League. They're now fifth in the table, 25 points from 15 games, and they're top of the five-game form table. Perfect through their last five matches. Perfect 15 points. Shonen have been pretty disappointing. They don't lose much, but they don't win much either. Their last 15 matches have been two wins, two losses, and 11 draws. Like They just draw games. However, they're 14th in the league, 15 points from 14 games. They've only taken five points in the roads the entire season. The last game was one of my picks last week was for them to get a draw, and they lost 2-0 away to a very bad Yokohama FC team. And that result is what's tipping me in the balance to suggest that Avispa Fukuoka, with their current great form, have enough to get past these draw merchants and actually win the game. Uh, you'll get Avispa Fukuoka at 11-8 to 8 to win this match, so not really an outsider price, which is why I'm going to back them to win the first half in the outsider column, and you'll get the first half win. First half home win, 11-5. to 5. Um, they they have the ability to start games quickly. Right. They scored in the eighth minute in their last game, so they can come out the traps. Uh, and that's what I'm going to go for here. So, Avispa Fukuoka versus Shonen. Avispa Fukuoka to win the first half or be leading at half time, eleven to five. Bold. I do think they win, but that's bold, Andy. Well it's Odense. They are the bold club. Um, the. I like it. I mean, I, I do. Uh, considering how much we bet on, um, considering how much we bet on them last year as well in the J two yeah, league yeah. Um, when they were on a, a they went on a tear, and I think it was only um, Torishima, is it Torishima or Tokushima? Um, Tokushima Vortis. Yeah, who who kind of put paid to that? They 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 got promoted ahead of them, but yeah, like it, like it a lot. Um, I don't think you both are going to like this pick. <laughs> So I'm going to start with a lot of the negatives about this pick and then I'll tell you why I fancy it, right? Fuck you, that's my job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the Liga Am. This is the final game of the season, game game week 38. This is Strasbourg versus Lorient. So this is the bottom of the league spots. 
both clubs can still be relegated. Right. They need to avoid this. <laughs> the bottom of the table goes <laughs> between 13th and 18th. There is two points separating the, 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 the being relegated and not being relegated. Strasbourg are on 41. Lorient are on 41. Nantes on 18th and 18th place. The relegation playoff zone are on 40 points. So both these teams have a massive incentive to win this game. If they do not, or if they don't put out, you know, other permutations could relegate them various different bits. But at the end of the day, they both want to win this game. Lorient have been really good recently. They've beat Metz, they beat Angers, they beat Bordeaux, they narrowly lost away at Marseille, and they lost to Lyon 4-1 in that time. Strasbourg have been pretty good as well. They get a 2-0 win away at Nice. They lost to Montpellier, they drew with Marseille, they lost to Nantes, they drew with Nîmes, right? Lorient's away form is absolutely diabolical, right? They have nine points all season away from home. They are just as bad as Dijon at playing away from home, right? However, I think this is where they get a win. And I think that because their recent form says to me, they have gone to something here and they're managing to get back to it. Strasbourg's home form has been pretty poor in the last four games that they've played. If you look at their overall form, they've been good. They've been picking up points away from home. At home, however, they've been playing against tough teams. They lost to Montpellier, they lost to Nantes, they lost to PSG, they lost to Longs in there. And the game before that, they beat Monaco. However, at 10-3 to to get Lorient to do something here, I'm going to take it. So I don't like it. Yeah, I knew you were both not going to like this pick. I don't, um, I don't, I don't like it. And one of the reasons for that is Strasbourg. They're both in forty-one points. Strasbourg know for a fact that a draw is good enough for them. Like, yeah, because because of goal difference, a home draw here is good enough for them. Definitely not to go uh, to be in that spot. And because of the other fixtures, a draw is almost ninety-nine percent good enough for Lauren to evolve, uh, to to miss it as well. I got draw suits both teams here. So it definitely it cements Strasbourg is definitely not being in the relegation playoff. Yeah. But because Brest have to play PSG, it's pro yeah. a, a point is probably good for Lorient as well. In fact, I'm looking here now. The draw is evens on Bet365. So yes. th- they reckon both teams are just gonna go, do you know what? This is a draw. We both we'll stay ju- up. We'll just call this a draw, lads, and we'll assume that you know, one of Brest or, or Nantes won't win. Do you know what's and Nantes have a Brest. Nantes have a tough Nantes have a tough game in here, right? And I looked at this, so I looked at this as a draw as well. Like so I looked at this and you're right, Andy, a lot of this points towards a draw. But so many times back in Lorient to draw at home, they fuck me badly. They do my five team ACA consistently not drawing at home when I've backed them to do so. You're right, it's, it's an odd permutation in here. I'm going to take L'Oreal. And, and this is why I prefaced this with, you're probably not going to like this pick. This is a pick done purely on feel for the French League, not on how this game you know, will, will probably go. Another thing to consider for this game is that these teams tend to produce a lot of goals. Yeah. I, don't, but, I can understand the L'Oreal angle because if they win, Strasbourg are probably still safe. Because yeah. you just assume PSG are going to beat Brest. Yeah, 
and and Lille will be. Um, I think they've got. Well, well, Lille will get a team that are already relegated. Um, just have a quick look. Do you know, do you know, uh, what, do you know what's really good? Do you know what's really good odds? Um, is non versus Montpellier like that? That, that, that have you seen that draw? Ten to three. Ten to three. Like yeah. I don't, like I don't understand. Like so, see if you look at the form on that. I know this is more picked. Nantes have won the last four games, right? Which is mm-hmm. great. And if you look at Montpellier's, it's a shit show of form. If you look at Montpellier's away form, however, take the Nice result aside. They've only that's the only game they've lost in the last thirteen away games. Uh-huh. But, they've, but they've drawn a lot of those games, and they don't. Yeah. And I, I honestly hear that ten to three. So what's what what, 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 what a, draw, a draw for a draw for Nantes is probably good enough for them as well. If if you if you are happy that Brest are going to lose to Paris Saint Germain, a draw is yeah. probably good enough for Nantes. Yeah. No, no, that not game I did look at, and the only thing that was putting me off was how comfortably they've won the last four games, John. Yeah, but I, I think fair enough. They fucked Dijon, right? Most people do, except when I back against them. However, um, they beat Bordeaux, they also beat Brest, and they beat Strasbourg in that that run. And in the last two games, they they scored seven and conceded none. <laughs> so you know, I I don't think Montpellier are that Montpellier were focusing on a cup final that they lost. Um. Was it, was it even a semi? Actually, no. It was cup final. It was the, uh, the Coupe de France semi final. They lost uh, on pens. So I'm sticking my pick in yeah. here of, of of Lorient to win. Uh, I don't have to discuss it next week because we're not back. So I look forward to discussing their <laughs> win uh, next <laughs> next start of next season. Um, but yeah, a bit of a risky one to finish us off. Okay. Doke. So let's go on to our charity, our last one of the season, the charity treble, ten pound of brown money. All the winnings will go to Beats and Cancer Trust. We were chasing a remarkable three of three a couple of weeks ago and missed out last week, but we've given over the stake on both of them because of how narrowly we had. I'm going to start us off in La Liga last day of the season. Real Madrid versus Villarreal. Real Madrid chasing the title. I'm going both teams to score at four to six. This has happened in five out of five of the last meetings between the two sides. Eight out of the last 10, it goes to that. I think it goes to 12 or 15 and it goes to something like 14 out of 20. This happens a fucking lot in this fixture. Um, Villarreal will probably slightly weaken the squad, but not too much because they still have to try and secure their positions in Europa League. This will be a both teams to score. Real Madrid have to attack more than normal in this game because they know they have to go out and win this game to have any chance of winning the title. I think that poses a real threat for Villarreal on the counter-attack. They're a really good side breaking on teams if you give them the chance. I don't see Real Madrid keeping a clean sheet here. Real Madrid have to score goals. So for me, it's similar to the Barcelona Celta. Both teams are going to have a go at each other here. And it will result in goals. It'll result in a fairly high scoring game as well, I hope. Because um, that'll be the one I'm tuned into. I think Real Madrid will edge it because I do think Villarreal will change their squad slightly. I think you could be looking at like a 3-1. Um, 3-1, 3-2 type scoreline again which would be really, really fun but the both teams the scores all I need 46 I'm really comfortable with this Okay So like leg two then um, which might actually be leg one uh, is Tokyo versus Gamba Osaka Saturday 11am so nice and nice and friendly uh, UK time there I am not loving the prospect of backing Tokyo just now but this is a bet against Gamba Zaka, who have been absolutely rotten this season. They're 18th in the table. They've only got seven points from 11 games. They've only scored three goals all season. They are bad. 
They're also the worst team form-wise in the entire division. They've only had one point in the last five matches. Tokyo, sitting mid-table, they're in 11th spot, 18 points in 14 games. Their form isn't great either, though. They've only had three points in the last five. But this spot, a home game against a terrible Gamble Zaka team, is a perfect opportunity to turn that around. And you'll get a home win for Tokyo at 8-7, to seven, so better than even money. So I see quite a lot of value in there. As a collection of points for them, that's what that feels like. It's that. Uh, it's this is the game you want if you're if you're having a wee bit of struggle. If you're having a struggle form wise, home game against Gamba Osaka, who's scored three goals all season. I thank yeah. you very much. Out the end for that. So, charity bet then last of the last of the season. Let's hopefully earn it on a high. And I think it's it's unusual in the charity sport. I've got a Monday game for the charity <laughs> so it's going to go all the way to Monday um, but with good reason because I think it, it might be my pick of the week this is Vernamo versus Acropolis in the Swedish Super Eta and so Vernamo are the promoted team from the IFK League which is like the so the Swedish third division they got promoted yeah. up into this they're top of the second division <laughs> 13 points from six games playing against Acropolis who were in this league last year Four, um, they've taken four points from their t- their last six. So Varnamo started off by losing the first game of the season and then trucked the next four teams that they played against, like just out of nowhere. So they drew their last game uh, the previous week and that was against Vistreus, um, which is fine. They're another team that are in that, have been in that division for a while. Um, that game was 9-4 to draw. The home team, Vistreus, not the team I'm backing this week, were... Um, under even money to, to win that game so it was a good result for them away they're, they're now back playing at home against Acropolis you can get Varnamo at 13-10 to 10 to win this game now this is a bet on a bit of I mean their last five games they've scored seven goals and conceded one they don't concede goals taking 13 points from that Acropolis in the last five games have taken three points scored three conceded seven they're tight at the back. They've not been playing against the crap. They're playing against teams that, you know, other teams that are around the top of that division. And I would, I can't see any reason why they couldn't go in and win this. I think the reason you're getting such a large price on this is because the biggies went, oh, they get promoted last year. And they also probably don't care about the Swedish second division that much, I would guess. Um, Propolis lose by kind of fine margins when they do lose. Um, Farnamo tend to win by fine margins. So this is another fine margin uh, winner for me, and hopefully they can take that. A nice 1-0 Atletico Madrid-style win uh, in Sweden. So this is round seven for Namo to win 13-10. to 10. I have literally no opinion on that. How can you? How can like, you? You might as well have been talking to me about the American Coral League and telling yeah. me that some guy was going to win. Like, fine. It sounds good. All about count, it is what I am. Count me in. That's a decent price treble as well. That'll be close to 50 quid, I think, looking at those odds. Um, so. It'll be more than that. All right. With 13 to 10 in there, and Andy's been a decent oh, price. as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, but way more than that. Well, I mean, yeah, mine's just just remember to put it on, John, because it's your, it's your turn. It's my turn. Yeah, I'm going to take <laughs> the punishment. <laughs> I've definitely shelled out the most charity money, but deservedly so. So, as the, the last episode of the, the official league season, um, we'll still be active on our Facebook group. So, if you go to Facebook, search the Travel Bet Podcast, because all the other sports that people participate in and bet on are still running. 
there'll still be the usual in, input and insight from George Jones doing wrestling, Michael Stokes doing rugby. Ben Grant's not posted about hockey in a while, but Ben Grant was the go-to hockey Mr. guy. Hockey for yeah. a while. So, I mean, every single sport that you can imagine, there was somebody doing Speedway, wasn't there, at one point? Yeah. Baseball as well. Andy? I would like to point out, I will have a, I will have probably quite a big thread up on Saturday if anyone wants to join me at 8pm 8, 8 for the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Did you see the tweet of the guy that thought he'd stuck 50 quid on Italy to win the Euros? <laughs> That's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Do you think so? I don't, I don't, oh, completely. Who takes Italy to win the Euros at 9 to 4 and thinks that's a good idea to put 50 quid on? I've, Nobody. They're, tw- they're 12 to 1 everywhere. That is, that's a guy that's paid 50 quid for some likes and will probably cash that out. Why are Italy 12 to 1? Well, they are. They're, they're, about, they're big. They're, it's about five other price. teams that are better than them. That's probably why. Yeah. Put in Scotland. So if if he's claiming that he, that he accidentally put a bet on Italy to win the Eurovision Song Contest, thinking it was the Euros, he's been happy with a 9-4 to four price for Italy to win the Euros. He is an idiot. <laughs> I will give him, I'll give him 5-1. to one. I'll give him 6-1 to one for Italy to win to win the Euros. There you go. I've like doubled, trebled his expected value. Idiot. Italy have kept 16 clean sheets in the last 20 internationals. How many have been draws though? One, two, three, three. All oh, right, okay. And they're not they're not fully going Sierra B then. They didn't just roll out the no. fucking defensive Salaterna for those games. I mean, they look like I mean, okay, the quality of teams are playing isn't amazing, but they've won the last fa- they've won the last five games 2-0. <laughs> Um, Andy, you've just inadvertently pushed me towards them for the Euros at 12 For the Euros at quite a price, man. I'll give you 94. Like that guy's claiming <laughs> that he took it accidentally. Bullshit. I mean, fair play, right? I, I know I've said idiot, but I'm not actually calling the guy an idiot because he, he clearly knows what he's doing and he's just getting Twitter likes. Um, he's yeah. Won. Yeah, yeah, he's won. Fair enough. And do you know what? Italy are obviously they're nine to four to win the Eurovision Song Contest. One of the big favourites that he might he might well win that bet as well. Uh, but we'll we'll have a good laugh posting the uh, talking about who might win that and then just watching it. I love I love the Eurovision Song Contest. It's great. It's a great night of gambling. It's so much fun. <laughs> On top of that, as we said at the start of the show, Patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet will keep you inundated with stuff every week for the rest of the summer. The app is tremendous as well. Um, it's not like you have to log into the website. The app is great on uh, both Apple and Android phones. You'll get the cheat sheet, which is all the picks we've mentioned written down in a nice wee JPEG format. A couple of clicks on your phone, boom, it's right up there for you. And you get to listen to this show as soon as we have hit stop recording, which John will do in approximately 30 seconds. Uh, we upload it straight away as a little video. Um, and you get early access. So, yeah, come join us. Be a Patreon. It's great. So that was the podcast. That was the season. Have a good summer. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.